Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Chasing Points Podcast. I am Brandon. What's up? I'm Sam. I, I'm glad I, I gave you your little leeway this time because last time you just Live jumped and in, and you know. So, uh, so we're we're back for another episode this week. Uh, Sam wrote up this beautiful rundown that I purposely did not read because I dislike Sam. That is a lie. I read every bit of it, and I even got it tattooed on me. So, Sam, let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Go right we're ahead. Save that for another podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Lead the way. What are we talking yeah. about today? Well, I guess the big news, right? The mm-hmm. uh, Lions and the Rams made a little exchange. And by a little exchange, I mean a, a big one. <laughs> a big one? Yeah. The uh, the Lions, you know, we, we talked about this, uh, I think, a week ago, that Matthew Stafford asked for a trade. And it sounds like he, he got it. And he's headed to uh, California to play for the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are going to get uh, L.A.'s 2021 third-round pick their next two first round picks they don't have one this year we'll get into that and uh plus plus quarterback jared goff stafford's gonna be 33 this year he's got a couple years left on the deal and is detroit's all-time passing leader or leader in every qb category pretty much so it's it's pretty funny just real quick to to touch base on the detroit part for him um Cause I know we don't, we have more on the other side of things than uh, the Detroit part side, but I, they showed a graphic. Uh, I think it was ESPN. Yes. ESPN this morning showed a graphic of like the best three players to ever play for the Lions organization. So first my favorite running back of all time, Barry Sanders, yep. uh, he retired at 30. The next ironically retired at the same age, his name is Calvin Johnson, um, which was he only 30. Wow. He was 30 when he retired yeah. as well. Yeah, that's that's it. They both He'd blew my mind. Ba- He's still be pl- balling out right now, man. Yes. Yes. Good for uh, him. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, he kept his uh his brain intact, in so I'm, I'm glad for him. Uh, and then it showed the next graphic of what you kind of just not kind of you definitely just stated uh, Stafford leads uh, in all statistics pretty much as for quarterback uh, with the lines, which I don't think would be really, really hard, especially because of what was happening before him. I mean, you did mention something about a Joey Harrington uh, in our private conversations the other day. Uh, and He was the quarterback of the Lions, was he not? Uh, uh, yeah. What was that like 2003 yeah. from Oregon? Yeah. So again, it does not a surprise that Matthew Stafford has the record uh, for QBs for the Lions. So, but go ahead, continue, Sam. Yeah, no, that's that's it. Really, just breaking down this trade. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to ask you your impressions of this deal. It was the Rams giving away extra draft picks and just say, "Take Jared Goff. We we messed up." I mean, Goff's a couple years removed from from bringing this team to to Super a Super Bowl. Bowl. This mm-hmm. Rams team, who's you per, you look at this lineup for the Rams and and Goff's probably the weakest part of it, and Sean McVay inherited this quarterback because um, he was drafted under Jeff Fisher, and you know I just look at the potential of this this for Matthew Stafford and what he can do for for the Rams. Uh, we'll get into the deal a little bit more. I you know I'm gonna jump the gun here. Who won this trade? I, I think it was the Rams. Yes and no. Okay. So the yes is right now because on paper, this looks amazing. And and yes, as you already spoke of, 
Uh, this is a huge upgrade, and I think both of our opinions uh, for the Rams. Uh, Sean McVay gets a quarterback that can do everything that pretty much Jared Goff couldn't do. Um, the only problem with Stafford is that he is injury prone, right? So this is where it starts to go to the part for me that we I don't know if they necessarily won this. Stafford can't stay healthy, right? Is he injury prone? I'm jumping in front of you here. Is he injury prone because he's like John Carlos Stanton injury prone or no, is he he's no. injury prone because he's a he's a baller. The dude plays with like a broken back. John Carlo is in a different right. bracket from everybody but else. Yes, so the injury concern with Matt Stafford is I mean, he's had some crazy mm-hmm. season ending injuries. So you're absolutely right. So that's that's one of the reasons why I think that it, the verdict is kind of still out on it. But sure. also they're now in win now mode. So if they don't win, I'd say in the next three to four years, I think that's where you see that they're there. They lost because again, as you said, they got rid of all these picks. And let me tell you from a standpoint of being a a Nets fan, I know what it feels like to get rid of all those picks and the team not cash in on them. And then you're just sitting there like, Oh, so this is who we could have got. And this is who we could have got. Oh, and we could have got this person too. So that's, that's it. But I do think, uh, now this has elevated the offense drastically. Um, I I think what McVeigh is going to be able to do with Stafford and, and his game planning, I think is going to be elite uh, now at this point in time. So I'm, I'm super, super uh, intrigued to see how this goes. Yeah. I, you know, I love the draft. I think an organizational concept is, you know, drafting the right team and building that way opposed to free agency. You know, this team hasn't had a first round pick since 20. I'm looking at it now. 2016, they drafted Jared Goff. 2017, they traded their first round pick for Jared Goff. 2018, they traded their first round pick to the Pats for Brandon Cooks. 2019, they trade the Falcons wanted to trade up. So the Rams traded their first round pick this year and last year, or no, I'm sorry, 2020 and 2021, their first round picks are in Jacksonville, 2022 and 2023, their first round picks are going to be in Detroit for Matt Stafford. This team's like allergic to first round picks. So if there's ever a team that doesn't care about first round picks, it's this team. Now, luckily they have Jalen Ramsey, they have Aaron Donald, they have, you know, they need to sure up that line. They have some great receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Cam Akers, one of my favorite backs coming out of that draft last year. And, you know, this is like the unofficial Matt Stafford podcast, I feel like, in the last just couple episodes. I think we both feel the same way about this guy. And I think McVay unlocking this playbook and just letting Matt Stafford, like, I'm just happy for the dude. The Detroit... Lions have won like one playoff game in their history, right? Or something crazy like that. And now that's a testament to Matt Stafford too, um, you know, because he's been under center for 12 years. But, you know, I, it's great that Detroit got these picks and they can build a team and they really don't have to worry about the quarterback position because, you know, I feel like we're both shitting on Jared Goff 
but he's serviceable. I think he's above average at best. He's not going to have one of the best offensive masterminds in the league calling plays for him, you know, and telling him where his reads are. Well, I'm shitting on Jared Goff because exactly the reason of what you're saying is now, okay, you approved, you were picked number one overall. Let's see what you do without that defensive. I mean, that offensive mastermind. Let's see what you do because that was one of the biggest things from when he came into the league is that uh, McVeigh was calling the plays for him. Like he wasn't calling yeah. the reads, he was doing all that. So now let's see if you've grown as a quarterback. Let's see if you actually do that. Because guess what? You got to grow up really quick in Detroit because you got to, you have to do that. There's nothing really there. Uh, there was a question that I, I saw as like, did, did the Lions really want Stafford <laughs> like that? I mean, um, excuse me, golf. Uh, and I, I thought about that myself is like, did they want to do that? Or did they just want to do right by Stafford and get rid of them and just really get the picks? So I have a question for you in this, because I've been thinking about this a lot, uh, seeing people trade for uh, trade away their number one picks. Um, and I thought about this, this way, because a lot of people look at it as you're, you're trading away your future, you're trading, trading away your future. But I also look at it on the flip side, because um, it's kind of like the the glass half empty glass half uh, glass half full theory uh, of how you look at it is, OK, you're trading away your first round picks. But if you got a dominant player, a superstar player with a couple first round picks, that you know is a sure thing did you essentially just get what you could couldn't or draft or you didn't draft or did you do get i guess the best way is to say that did you get a better option out of it uh because i feel like sometimes like okay they traded for jalen ramsey right so they traded for jalen ramsey they traded away first round picks you have now one of the best corners in the league all right right you're, you're now you traded away jared goff who is a first round pick for another first round pick, which which is pretty ironic, which I never knew this. This is the first time that first round picks were traded for each other. They were both drafted number one overall. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Which is wild. Um, but to to know that, so they, they traded that, right? But they also the Lions got more picks for it because it's a salary, it's an NBA salary dump. And it's yes, crazy. I mean, yes. this happened with Brock Osweiler with the Broncos, uh, and I think Brock. the Texans, right? They they took he, a second round pick just to he, get rid of that contract. Is he still in the league? I don't. I don't know. Oh, good luck to you. Godspeed, bud. Uh, someone brought up uh, on Twitter. I saw like this is a Brock Osweiler salary dump, and yeah, it's an NBA style salary dump. But I don't think if if this was Stafford straight up without golf, I think it's probably just a one. I think to your question too, you know that the Rams first round pick this year is like in the early twenties. Mm-hmm. So, is that pick better than Jalen Ramsey? I mean, Ramsey went fifth overall. Can you find a you know potential Hall of Fame corner at the late first round? Sure. Uh, Les Snead doesn't really seem like he wants to. So, so there's that. I just, I I think I, in the lottery. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump yeah, right go into ahead. this one. I think I think in the lottery, it's. It is exactly what it is. It's a lottery. You don't know what you're getting. And, and it's different than, uh, I'd say, the NBA. Um, because in the NBA, you kind of you kind of have an idea. If you don't, like, kind of reach um, and try to do, like, a Kwame Brown type thing, um, you know what you're getting, uh, essentially, right? 
but you have to put these people in the right places and you 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 really have to see it's a gamble with football there's so many players in a draft right, right. so you really have to dig deep like as as you said before i don't know if you said it on the pod but i know you definitely said it to me in conversation it's you really you build a super bowl team in, in the the third round and beyond right oh, yeah totally man totally. so so with that being said it's still a hit or miss because your third your third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round pick could be absolutely nothing. They could also be a gym because they played at a small school and people don't have that much footage on it. But if I'm getting a Jalen Ramsey right now and I already have an Aaron Donald on my team, I'm going and picking Jalen Ramsey because he is going to be a Hall of Fame corner. Yeah, no, I, do it. the Rams have set themselves up to win now. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not going to have a first round pick until 2024. You know, I think the Lions lose this trade from aside from the fact that they have to absorb Jared Goff's contract. This yeah. probably means, all right, we don't really feel great about they pick seven or eighth in this year's draft. All right. We we don't feel great about Fields or Trey Lance or or Mac Jones or whoever's going to be there. And they only got a third this year because the Lions don't have a first round pick. So the Lions get the third round pick this year and then everything starts. So it's kind of like these, you know, if, if the Rams got to where they've been the last couple of years with Jared Goff, they can at least do that with a healthy Matt Stafford. And these are going to be late firsts. Yeah. So there's that. So we'll, we'll see here. It doesn't sound like Jared Goff's too happy or he is happy. Maybe. I don't know. He's lived in California his whole life. And now he's saying, I'm just excited to be somewhere that I know wants me and appreciates me. He he's, told the NFL network. He's going to say the right things as he should. Cause he, unlike, uh, was it, uh, was it Roseman was the, is the dude that we talked about or the quarterback from uh, UCLA? Uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Josh Rosen. Yeah. There you go. Unlike him, uh, Jared Goff is going to say the right things. Even if, <laughs> even if we feel that he's a, a pretentious quarterback he's gonna say the right things he's gonna put a smile on his face like and just do what he has to do um i i i never really believed in him but i do wish him the best and i do wish the city of detroit uh, the best because they have it rough and have had it rough for quite some time oh yeah totally i mean brand new front office brand new coach you know rebuild for the millionth time uh no, Kenny Galladay is not coming back. I heard something about the Patriots looking at Marvin Jones. You know, who Shocker. knows? Yeah. Also, little little tidbit before we move on to to some baseball here. Uh, Stafford reportedly rejected going to the Patriots. Did you hear this? I did not, but I'm very very thankful, and and I'm I'm more thankful for the fact that he gets to go play in L.A and be around his best friend since the seventh grade or since yep. seven years old, excuse me, which for those that don't know, that is Clayton Kershaw. So it'd be pretty funny if the two best friends bring a championship there. Uh, I mean, Kershaw did it last year. If he can bring one this year, that would be pretty iconic to me, especially for their city. Interesting that Stafford doesn't want to play in New England, then I thought about it a little more. Matt Patricia is back with the Patriots, uh, his former coach <laughs> in Detroit. That's probably has something to do with it. I, I would say so, and probably uh, 
probably realizing that you'd be playing for uh, Bill Belichick on top of that. It, it's it's a gift and a curse playing with Bill. It's like you you want to win, cool. You want to have fun while you do it, then don't go there. He's got, yeah, he's clearly he does it his way. I mean, Bruce Arians has a test to that with with Brady, and he's you know finally lets the hall of the Hall of Fame quarterback gets full autonomy of his offense. So yep. Oh, and I say Hall of Fame like goat Hall of Fame like greatest quarterback to ever lace it up um we'll get to it you mentioned baseball clayton kershaw of the dodgers well the only mega blockbuster deal that happened this weekend wasn't just in football we're gonna play uh start our little game of do you care hey hey guess what the rockies two years ago spent 260 million dollars to lock up potential hall of famer nolan aronado I'm looking at the notes here and I spelt Nolan wrong. I don't know how I could do that. <laughs> Did you spell the last name right? Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Rocky's third baseman Nolan Arenado was traded pending approval to the St. Louis Cardinals. Co- Colorado also sent $50 million to St. Louis. So that's got to be agreed to by the Players Association. So Arenado, I said eight years, $260 million deal before 2019 he's going to waive his no trade he's going to waive his opt-out and join the cardinals this season do you care i do because as you said he's a potential hall of famer uh and arguably the best third baseman in baseball uh i i just think it's going to it, it's scary to see that the Cardinals have been this relevant this long. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I, I feel like ever since I started watching baseball, the Cardinals have been super relevant with every team that they've had. Uh, and it continues. And they, they make these like subtle, but big trades to get these uh, well-known names and they draft pretty well. Um, so good for them. Uh, the Rockies, the Rockies are my favorite team to play as in any baseball game so being that there's only the show, one right now yeah. the, sh- the show um because of that purple and black uh and then the all black jerseys like their their jerseys the colorways are just so 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 dope um and just playing in that altitude and just beautiful colorado like it's crushing the it, ball it, man yeah yeah uh i think that also helped in this trade is that you know at altitude well he, yeah here's the thing arenado hall of fame uh, goal, glove at least i mean the the guy's brooks robinson at third base mm, okay um, you know i have some concern if i were a cardinal fan because looking at his home away splits he's played 543 games at home 322 average 148 doubles 136 home runs 461 rbis away 10 le- nine less games away 263 114 doubles 99 home runs 299 rbis that's you know you talk about course field the altitude that big outfield a lot of doubles that's wild there the splits there are crazy now he's still you know who knows how he's going to adjust some players are just better playing where all their stuff is right their home that could be part of it you know, you have to think the altitude and the environment at, at Coors Field has something to do with it. So I'm sure of it. But when you think that the the Cardinals don't have to pay as much for a talent like Arenado and the the prospects aren't that 
are being traded haven't been official yet. This deal is not official, but there's rumors here that the Cardinals didn't have to trade their number one hitting prospect, Nolan Gorman, or their number one pitching prospect, Matthew Libertor. That's a good deal. So this is a home, this is a home run for Mm -hmm. them. Uh, so you got Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt on one side of the infield and oh Arenado at the other side, Paul DeYoung at shortstop. That's a pretty good infield. Have fun trying to hit a ground ball. Yeah. In the infield. Especially the corners there. That's going to be a, yeah, it's a nightmare for you. So, I, um, I, uh, I, I got, I become, I became privy of the, uh, Colorado Colorado effect uh because of my buddy Farkas and he explained and and I didn't think about it and he was just like that that whole altitude thing is that these guys do so well in the altitude right and then they get traded to these other teams uh because they're belting the ball out there you know I mean like you said you just read off these the stats and numbers of what he's doing and then these guys get paid these lofty contracts and then they go to other teams and half of them, maybe even more than half fall flat. Um, I, I mean, I, it didn't happen with DJ uh, because he also has a great glove and great bat. And I think the same thing is going to happen. It's going to be the same thing with Arenado, great glove, great bat. So I think it's going to be, he'll be fine as well. I've been, yeah. I've been trying to think of like post Rockies hitters that moved on Matthew uh, holiday. Matt Holiday went um, to the Cardinals, ironically, signed a big deal. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, while he was still in his prime, he he showed up, won a World Series with the uh, Cardinals too. Um, yeah, you know, it kind of, it sucks if you're a Rockies fan because here's your cornerstone guy. You invest in him. You know, they really invested in this guy. He's young. He's under 30. And now he's gone. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's like the second time in a month that a franchise type player, face of the franchise type guy is traded Lindor last um last month. Uh Mookie Betts a year ago. Lindor was crazy. You knew Lindor was going. I mean, right. I think everybody knew Lindor was going, but Mookie, yeah, I don't think anybody really saw that Mookie deal going um that way. I thought he was gonna stay with the Sox. I didn't think anybody was gonna come and get him, but I am super happy he's not with the Red Sox. <laughs> but yeah, that's a Yankee man. fan, totally. Yes, yes. And you know, if you're a, a Cardinal fan, you have to feel pretty good about your chances of winning the Central. The Pirates are, you know, tanking towards the bottom. The Cubs just gave away you Darvish. They're, you know, it doesn't look like they want to take on too much more money. Uh, the Brewers signed Yelich for a ton of money, but uh, really a team friendly deal there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Yelich is gone in a couple of years just based on this team not wanting to spend around him and invest in winning. If you're the car if you're a Cardinal fan and you're in the NL Central, you got to feel really good about your chances to at least win a division. It's gonna be uh great to see. That's for sure. And uh, you know, speaking of that uh, you know, baseball coming up soon, pitchers and catchers should be reporting soon, but the Major League uh, Baseball owners proposed a 154-game season that would start in late, middle to late April and would go through November. They also included the 
full-time DH and this expanded playoffs uh, proposal again. And it's rumored that that was proposed yesterday or today, some point this weekend. And it's rumored that the MLBPA will reject it because they've made their stance known since they agreed to play 60 games is we want to be paid and we want to play 162 games. So even being eight games short here, it looks like the, uh, the players are drawing a line here and uh, going to, going to want to be paid, you know, what their contracts say and, and ready to play a full season. You care? Yes. Uh, Same. The players, I think this is a big story that isn't getting enough attention. Right it, now. It's not. The players deserve to, to play if they're able to do it. You know, as they showed last year, they were able to play through uh, the pandemic. Uh, the players deserve to play. We as fans deserve to see it as long as they're doing it uh, in a healthy manner. That's not, you know, jeopardizing or, or compromising these uh, these players' health. Uh, I'm all for seeing somebody play. It's, it's entertainment, of course, but if it's going to uh, compromise their health, then I'm, I'm not for it. Um, but, and I also, also another reason, yes, is because I, I'm tired of these owners just trying to uh, instill their will on what they think should be done when it's not in the interest of the players, like it's in the interest of their pockets. And I'm not for that at all. Yeah, you see it with, you know, they the players wanted to play 100 games and then the owners last year were like, okay, you can play 100 games, but we want to pay you for X games. And then it just slowly went down and down where, you know, yes, the you know, every business pretty much, especially in entertainment and live events, they're taking a dip here financially. Yes. yes. It was reported at one point, like I heard the Phillies rumored to like, they were losing like hundreds of millions of dollars, like just based on, you know, not having fans there and maybe some other sponsorships. Sounds There's right. a lot of make goods with these sponsorship dollars, knowing from experience on this, it's like just trying to, to make all of this work. You see it with the Rockies giving $50 million to dump Nolan Arenado, who's a stud here, you know, a great player. This, you know, I, I, I mentioned before, I think this isn't getting enough attention because, you know, baseball needs to start soon. If they're, you know, going yes. to safely play 162 games, if they're going to safely do a spring training, mm-hmm. um, you know, it usually around Valentine's Day is when pitchers and catchers report. So be well, really interesting to see that. I'm, I'm going to give a, a sub, do you care? I, I care that I still don't know if there's going to be uh, MLB the show on the new next gen for Xbox. And I seriously need them to figure it out because I want to play MLB the show like ASAP. There's no cover art. There's no cover player. There's nothing like that right now. And it's really, 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 really irritating the nerd that's within me that wants to play a baseball game so bad. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wait, it's the end of January. How come we don't know who's on the cover? Uh, so the reason why is because they it's their first year on next gen because the, the new gens right. came out, right? So the deal was, it, for those that don't know, we're, we're nerding out a little bit here, so just deal with it. If you don't like it, fast forward for like, like 15, 20 seconds, um, probably a little bit longer, a minute. Um, but the, apparently, it, well, not apparently, they made a deal that, 
they were going to now no longer be a PlayStation exclusive, that they were going to also be on Xbox as well and PC, pretty much all platforms. So that's a lot of uh, game rendering to make sure that it works on all platforms with COVID uh, that put these uh, creators, uh, these, these designers at home, not really working on the project. So, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I know for sure it's definitely still going to come out on PlayStation because it's, it's owned by go. Sony. It's right. owned by Sony, so it's going to definitely come on their console. But whether it's going to come on any other console this year, it might be next year what the rumors are. I pray the rumors are false and it comes on everything this year, but I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I need to know like something soon they said that it's they were going to give some information uh february uh so we we should be hearing something in the next couple of weeks yeah uh i i hope that comes out too i hope it's not lazy as well because i feel like playing the show last couple of years it's it's kind of just subtle differences and uh you see it with nba 2k now it's just like i didn't play it last year with anthony davis but i had it the two or three years before that and it's the same well uh, well it's no 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 no. it's the same on the past gen on the new gen it's a yeah i'm sure next gen is yeah yeah, i don't have next gen they what they did is they altered it um they'd altered it on the on the uh new xbox and new playstation so it's not even like it's two different games so if you have it on the last gen it's a completely different game from oh that's great so yeah okay it's fun it's something to look forward to then Mm mm-hmm Speaking of Madden, I would put in that category too. Uh, I put that in that being, category. Yes, being exactly <laughs> the same. That said, yes, uh, it's something that you know, uh, if it's broke, don't worry about fixing it because we're the Houston Texans. They hired David Culley <laughs> as their new head coach. I would ask you if you care, but I think your reaction would be the same as mine because it was when I got the bulletin on, you know, Bleacher Reporter, ESPN, whatever app. It was, and it said, you know, Texans hired David Culley. I'm like, who the hell is David Culley? Like, this is one of those names didn't even come up in conversation in the media, you know, the last month of the season. So I'm, I'm not even going to ask you if you care because I care because this pretty much means the Sean's out. Well, I care, but not because of that. I care for multiple reasons, actually, because it is an African-American coach, right? So you have that. True, true. Which, which that's Finally. one of the main things that I – exactly. I absolutely care about that. Uh, but another thing that I, I care about in this situation is that it doesn't mean that Deshaun is out because now the Texans are seeming to try to flex their muscle because currently they technically have all the leverage here. They don't have to trade him. Now, obviously, you and I believe that they will because you're nine times out of ten going to bend to the will of the player. and You're not going to want to see Deshaun, uh, you know, retire. And I'm pretty sure Roger Goodell would probably be on the phone like, you know, this is going to be a bad look for the league if we don't have one of our stars of the league playing, right? Um, so they'll probably push that through with a little nudge of, hey, like, let's just get this done and not make it too messy type thing. Um, like make it a little bit messy so we can have like media talk about it, but don't make they it like too messy. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They like the hot stove. Burning. But I, um, I think this is going to get really, really interesting to see what they do because of 
the options that are on the table and the teams that are probably going to be calling and trying to figure out like, Hey, listen, we're interested. What's up? Like, you going to trade him to us? Like we, we got this, this, and this. So I I care because I'm really concerned because this is going to change. This is one of the trades that's going to change the league for the next five yeah, five years for sure. That Stafford deal did, and this is also going to do the same thing as well. Well, you look at what Stafford got, for, you know, what the Lions got for Stafford, two, two ones, a three, and a, you know, a quarterback, a good quarterback, average quarterback at, at worst, best maybe, I don't know. Jury's still out on Jared Goff. But what what's Watson going to go for? I mean, this is... The rumors, these trade rumors were already insane. Three ones and all this other stuff for, for Watson. Yeah. And he, you know, he's a hell of a player. And if that's what the market is, that's what the market will bear. And that's, that's fine. But Houston GM Nick Casario said the other day, we have zero interest in trading Deshaun. Mm -hmm. something that he's pretty much said since, you know, uh, taking the job a couple weeks ago. Uh, head coach Cully said the same thing. He took this job knowing that Deshaun Watson would be here. So then I started thinking about coach speak and I wrote some stuff down when GMs and coaches say stuff. So I'm going to, let's go down a little timeline. Okay. Cause I don't feel like Watson's long for Texans. We didn't sign OBJ to trade him. David Gettleman, 2019. How'd that go? Uh, they traded OBJ. Josh is our guy. Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, 2019. How'd that go? They drafted my boy. You know who he is. Kyler. Yep. The I plan. Didn't say his name. The people know. <laughs> Kyler Murray, the man. <laughs> the plan is for Jamal to be a jet for life. GM, Joe Douglas. How'd that go? 2020. Uh, well, I know you definitely go? know how that goes, but the Seahawks He's have gone. him and they're uh, secondary. <laughs> so we have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson right now. But, you know, that those comments were made after Matt Stafford got two number one picks and a third. So we'll see what, what happens there. Um, I'm surprised you didn't put what the GM said for Jared Goff before they shipped him off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, that was a little different because it's like McVay, I, I'm really – convince mcveigh i saw some really funny memes today about like mcveigh's like random stares at jared goff if you mm -hmm. haven't seen it look it up but it's like these deaf stares and yeah, it's like, kind of like what the hell were you doing like what did you think <laughs> yeah they both said they both have said all offseason jared goff is our quarterback right now so it's you know yep a little bit of a, a testament coach speak gm speak of what could really go down so just quick decision here. What do you think happens with this Deshaun Watson? Do you think they even he even tries to go to the table with them and, and figure some stuff out? No. Yeah. No. Once 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 somebody that's that talented uh requests the trade, they they've already taken the time to to think about this. And I think the the Texans have already shown uh, what they really think about him when you trade away his best player when you don't consult with him about the gm when you don't consult with him about uh the the new head coach when you just basically do not talk to him about any of the major moves that are going to affect 
his tenure there. Uh, it says that we don't care about whatever you think that we feel that you need. Uh, it's just over. Just just move on and just deal with it. And I think that's a, a bad way. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that uh, every superstar gets the right to choose certain things, but they deserve a seat at the table, especially if you're asking them to play for you. I think when you pay a pay a guy $200 million yep. and he's the face of your city and your team, he he deserves to be consulted in one way or the other. I think I have a bigger, you know, I think Watson's gone. I'm just more concerned. Like this guy, David Culley, I, I hope I, you know, eat my words and, you know, he can fix this organization, at least on the field. But I'm like, still like who is this guy he was the ravens passing game coordinator the team had the fewest yards in the air you know under his tenure here he's never been an offensive coordinator and famously in 2014 the chiefs had zero touchdowns from their wideouts this is long before tyree kill and sammy watkins and you know, any Mecole Harbin, anyone else, mm-hmm. they had zero touchdowns. This guy was the wide receiver coach. So PFF grades, you know, every position, all these players based on like their efficiency, all these advanced metrics. I saw this on Twitter. Did you know this guy was with Andy Reid from 2006 to 2012? He had no wide receivers that had an 80 plus grade on PFF. That's, None with the that's Chiefs wild. in three years. And the last two seasons with the Ravens, zero. So my just my concern is I can understand why Eric Bieniemy didn't get this job or maybe want this job at least. But this, you know, this move doesn't sound like a let's keep Deshaun happy move. I think Bieniemy also is still a travesty that he didn't get any job. Um, but again, I, let, let me be honest about it. I'm surprised about it, but also he has leverage of choosing where he wants to go and where he doesn't sure. want to go. So, and that this reason why I say it and set it up like that is if I'm hearing all these rumors about a disgruntled superstar, not wanting to be in this organization, and that's a team that is potentially on my list and wants to interview me. Um, and that player wants me there, but they're not really doing what it is. Uh, to to get me in the door like i'm not taking the job like unless i had a guarantee from deshaun like deshaun and i had a conversation like like listen i'm staying if you stay like you know if you come here like i'm that it's no doubt but that's not what happened so right i, I wouldn't take the job either because that's going to be hell especially you're losing even though he can't stay on the field but when he is on the field jj watt is a menace you're about to lose jj watt like he's yeah jj has gone too yeah yeah i think he's a free agent i could be completely wrong um, or uh, at it, he's he's not long for Houston either, and that's a that's a travesty too. Because the mm-hmm. the guy, aside from what he does for the city of Houston and how he's rallied that city and helped generate all of this money to help rebuild this city, um, in the wake of you know these hurricanes and stuff, uh, you can't lose a guy like that on or off the field, and they're about to. With the enemy, yes, he's totally got the leverage now because whether you're an offensive coach or a defensive coach, I have to imagine when you go into a uh, you know meeting with these front offices to take their job, if when he went to Detroit, it was, all right, what's the deal with Stafford? 
New York, what's the deal with Sam Darnold? Mm -hmm. What's the deal with Carson Wentz? What's the deal with Matt Ryan? And these are the conversations that he's going to have. And after like the second or third off season where this guy's not, you know, getting, getting the job, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta add up, but the leverage has to be on his side that, you know, next year, is it like, how long is, you know, Sean Payton going to be in new Orleans? How long is, you know, uh, Pete Carroll going to be in, in Seattle? I'm just, you know, not that they're necessarily on the hot seat at all, but he could really position himself now to really, you know, get the job that he wants. Hopefully hope I'm right. Well, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I just hope I don't want him just to get a job. Um, I want him to get a job that's going to be beneficial. Now, again, every job is not going to be the greatest, uh, but you got to think about it that from that perspective is that if you're obviously taking a job, then that means that job wasn't the greatest job because they're looking for a head coach or they didn't have the greatest record uh, that could be turned around. But any job that a new coach is coming in and taking nine times out of 10 is taking a pretty uh, messy job. So I'm interested to see what's, what's going to happen with all new coaches and then what's going to happen with the, the enemies of the world. And, and if they are ever going to be the head coach of a team. Yeah, let's, let's hope. Um, and we'll see. I think the, the fact that he's being hurt, you know, uh, because his team is in the Super Bowl sucks. You saw Robert Sala last year. Now the Jets head coach, you know, he, Teams aren't allowed to officially hire personnel from teams that are still in the playoffs. So until they're out of the playoffs. So it really hurts. It really hurts the enemy in this case. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm really, it's just, I don't even know what to say, Sam. Like, it's just this whole coaching merry round, uh, merry-go-round excuse me can't speak again um and and this whole Deshaun thing has really got me bothered because it shows you kind of at times like what's what's wrong with the league um if that makes any sense uh and I just really I kind of wish he goes to your team Uh, I hope that makes you happy I do hope he goes to your team Uh, but but we'll see if that actually really transpires and and I hope it's not messy uh, and I hope he gets a fair shape because he did do everything that he needed to do for, for Houston. Yeah. You know, I, I would love a talent like Watson. I know we've both said like, let, let Darnold give him the pieces to make this work. I don't Joe Douglas has loves draft picks. He loves, he's learned from the best Ozzie Newsome and Eric DaCosta in Baltimore. Um, he loves, you know, taking advantage of teams that want to trade up and building this team. I, everything I read and just based on like his draft last year, I don't know if he's going to trade three number ones like for, for uh, Deshaun Watson. But if it's, you know, these, the two firsts this year, you know, a pick next year and Darnold. I don't, and then you sign somebody like Galladay or or your boy Allen Robinson out of Penn State, uh, who formerly of the uh, the Bears or Chris Godwin. I'm, I would do that, but I just don't know if that's if it's going to be as clean as that. But they're probably positioned probably the best to get 
to to give them the Texans Miami. what they want. Them in Miami. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like what's it going to take for Carolina to to get Deshaun? What's it going to take for Chicago? They don't they don't have the assets. They certainly don't have a top three pick like Miami and and New York do. So, agreed. You know, we'll see. I'm sure this is a topic that we will continue to talk about until it's actually resolved because it doesn't yes, look doesn't look like it's going to be resolved. So that was Do You Care this week. As we're wrapping up the show, anything to look forward to uh, this week, Hayes? Yes, I'm looking forward to see. I've heard some trade rumors coming from my nets. Uh, apparently, them moving and trying to get Drummond, Andre Drummond, and Kevin Love from the Cavs. I don't like one of the people that they'd be giving up, which is Joe Harris. Um, that that does not make me happy to hear about. Uh, but then I also uh, saw that they, uh, J.J. Redick yeah. is on the trade block and that the Nets are one of his destinations, which makes sense because his family does live in Brooklyn. Um, so, I mean, if we get rid of Joe Harris and we get J.J. Redick, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be happy about that. Uh, even though he is a... Uh, a dookie um and i'm 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 putting the emphasis on the dookie because i hate duke uh but he shoots the lights out and he is one of the greatest shooters to to grace a court so if we're replacing uh joe harris with somebody i would definitely take jj uh for sure so that's what i'm looking forward to yeah who are you gonna i heard the you know the jj rumors like phillies and play miami i saw like it, it makes sense for new Orleans to trade him. And he's such, he's still at, you know, even in his later thirties, still just such a great shooter. Like aside from Harris, who I picked up in my fantasy basketball league the other day, well, a couple weeks ago, actually when Kyrie went out and he's just bald. So that's great. Even with yeah. these big three back um, and, and all playing together. So, um, but who else are you, what else can you give up for, for anyone really? I mean, Drummond love would be kind of like a salary Hicks. dump, but like when, when, like six years from now, I, I don't know. Like that's be, dangerous, man. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be deals that they're going to be making that it's going to move people around They're They're signing new people. Uh, they have people from their, from their G league that they can move. They got people that are on their bench that they I can move. So, um, that's what gonna they're going to have to do. This is going to be, it. you're going to be giving up Tatum and Jalen Brown again. That's, dangerous listen if they do that again i i will fight somebody but i sean marks is not billy king that's the that's the biggest part to me he's he's a a different type of gm he's played it all right and built this team up to where it was now or where yeah even till now like he built it up before kd and, and Kyrie came and they were a playoff team and then added both of them and then flipped some of those assets and got James Harden and now is still making moves uh, to now get defense. So I think he knows what he's doing. He came from that, that uh, Spurs uh, system. And if you know anything about the Spurs, they draft extremely well on top of that. Again, they're not going to really have top picks. Um, they're going to have to get it late in the, in the, the latter rounds. But I mean, I, I, I have faith in him because he's already kind of proven himself. Yeah, no, I, he's definitely not Billy King. That's not hard for any GM to really not be Billy <laughs> yeah, King. Yeah, true. We'll see there. As far as what I'm looking uh, looking forward to this weekend is just like really digging into basketball and really diving into what's going to be a great Super Bowl. 
this like i really hope we are like treated to the game of the year because that's what this could really shape up to be and that's not always the case and wednesday night we will record our uh full super bowl break uh you know preview and really looking forward to that one i'm sure. uh, i'm ecstatic for that um if you got nothing else sam that's it man all right well thank you for listening to another episode uh we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to what sam and i's banter uh we are a bunch of fools that talk about foolish stuff that happens in sports uh so we appreciate you for listening to another episode we will speak to you guys again later on this week peace love and we'll talk to you then